Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also should be in the likeness of his resurrection. That our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Now, if we died with Christ, 
we believe that we shall also live with him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal that you shall obey it in its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God altogether. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you
good to be in the house of the Lord. Yes. Amen. 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 I'm excited this morning. This may be the first chilly Sunday we've had this year. That's okay. I, I trust the Spirit is ready to warm us up a little bit. Amen. But uh, I am just thankful for the opportunity to worship one more time. We're not promised. All right. We're not promised another Sunday. You come on in here. I know we've got some folks out, and we're praying that they have a safe passage. Many of them coming from uh, Florida. So we're praying for them. But look, we're getting ready to have church up here. All right. Amen. God's been awfully good to us. Amen. In spite of us. Yes. And so I just want to thank them. Why don't you join us? But I want to take a few minutes and I want to welcome those that are with us this morning. Um, we won't have you say anything, but if we have any first time visitors or guests, you're more than welcome to stand. And you see any first time visitors or guests. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. In a few minutes, we're going to come around and greet you and greet one another. I also, we are also want to welcome those that are joining us right now by way of Facebook Live. Uh, we thank God. We recognize that people are connected with many churches, not just in this area, but by way of internet, connected with churches throughout the world. And so we're just thankful that you, that you joined us this morning. And we're just praying that the same spirit that is already here. I'm 
And let us just become better all around and whatever you have for us to do. Lord, thank you for the blessings you give us. You give us the two most precious gifts you've ever given The Son of Jesus who died on the cross in the breath of our bodies. And Lord, we say thank you, may we never take either one of those for granted. Lord, we love you because of who you are. And we pray for what you do. Lord, we ask you to visit us and help us to be what you need us to be. Lord, we ask you to visit the hospital. Lord. Yes. Lord, we ask you to visit somebody that needs just a little help and a little push this morning. Yes. Lord, let us praise and worship you. Because, Lord, you said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all hands to you. Right. Lord, we pray for that you let us be able to have a little breath in our body to say thank you. Yes. Lord, we ask you for those that are on their way. Give them traveling grace and driving mercy. Lord, we say thank you because you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. Yes. Lord, we ask you to expand this church, expand the territory in our territory, but especially mentally in our next little Let us get healthy in you, Lord. Let us get healthy together, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Lord, we ask you to watch over this wicked old world, Lord. All the things that's going across the world, Lord, we ask you to stop it and let it be a good will to be done in a decent way. Lord, let those that are in charge from one nation to the next nation, Lord, let them come together and be on the greatest day. All of this anger and hate and everything that's going on needs to stop. Lord, we ask you to watch over our children because they are our future. Lord, let them let their heads fall in the Bible and learn something. Lord, we say thank you because you've given us children to think of people. But Lord, let their future be high in vain. Lord, we ask you to watch over these churches and all the places that we go every day. Lord, we thank you for our child. Lord, we thank you for food in my stomach, clothes on my back, and shovel over my head. Lord, we thank you when we can't thank you enough because if we said it a million times, it's still more than anything, Lord, we thank you for your son Jesus who suffered, died, and prayed on the cross for our sins in his death. Lord, let our living not be in vain. Lord, let us do something please for one another to be pleasing unto you, Lord. Let us feed the hungry, help the home, reach out and be those that, that need to be an example of what you don't need to be. Lord, let us stop sitting in the community while it's the vineyard and get some work. Lord, let us get our hands in these very much in blessings, Lord. Lord, we ask you to watch over our pastor this morning. Let him preach your word. Stand with his family and put hands and text around him, Lord. Let him wear the whole suit. Lord, that nothing is not of your will, for they are. Lord, we ask you to remove Satan from his minds, hearts, and spirits in this church. Lord, we ask you to just move it down and find the way, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to. Those that are not here, give them travel, grace, and drive mercy back to their destination. Lord, we say thank you because of who we are. Lord, we just grateful for just another day. For any pastor, teacher, somewhere telling somebody about your word, Lord, we ask you to bless them as well. Let us come across this world and the nations together, Lord, and let us do your will in your way. Lord, in Jesus' name, we'll always pray this day and better. Let the church say amen.
So we're going to continue with that today, or in that talk today. Okay? And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about how sin affects us. All right. We're going to talk about how many times we sit in sin. You understand what I say when I sit in sin? What is sin? Sin is messing up. All right. There's a mark right here, and that's the, that's the mark right there. What you we call righteous, or call true. We keep this in the wall. That's sin. Right? And many times, as adults, and sometimes as children, but as adults, we on purpose miss the Right? And when we miss that mark, and we keep missing it enough, it affects us. It's like that dream, or that, that movie affects us. The same thing you see in Thank you. 
the attention. Let the heart in and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. And typically the dance participants mimic the lyrics by placing said body part in and taking said body part out. While this is a treasure game and activity for many, sadly it is a picture for many of us as Christians. We have committed, if you will, in pieces to the Word of God, and our obedience in Christ is not consistent. In contrast, we have found ourselves attempting to stick just a small bit of ourselves into sinful stuff. Believing that we can straddle both unrighteous and righteous lifestyles. In short, we have walked in the in-between. God has taught all believers to live in Him and through the Holy Spirit we now walk in the newness that is ours. Our identity in Jesus Christ. Kind of, sort of, the danger of in Paul, Paul paints an, an interesting picture here. I, I know that this is not an easy study, but I, I believe that through the Holy Spirit uh, that we can get understanding. I believe what we've done in, in, in the body of Christ has probably been more responsible than this than, than we would care to admit. But uh, uh, we've not trusted the Holy Spirit to, uh, to guide us through the truth of the Scriptures. At this juncture of, of, of society, with all that we've got, all these Bible versions, and, and all these apps, and, and, and all these tools out here, you probably know less of Bible, including the church, in recent, any recent history. So I'm asking God, even now, through His Holy Spirit, to help us with these these awesome truths. Paul, Paul, if you, if you look at this, and again, I'm afraid that you join us in this picture. Paul paints an interesting picture in this in this chapter six. And again, we wrestled with this idea of justification uh, for the last six, seven weeks. I, I say the problem again is how is sinful how do we come before a perfect God? I know you think you're good, and I think I'm all right. But, but, but I don't care how good y'all. With our filthy rags, we can't come before a perfect God. So as Paul unfolds for us, he unfolds, and, and how Jesus' righteousness allows us to come before him when it's all said. And so what Paul does, we, we, we wrestled with uh, this idea of, of sinfulness, if you will, and then we wrestled with uh, justification and how we define that. And, and now we're going to deal with this idea of sanctification for the next few weeks. This idea of, you know, we've got the regenerated spirit, right? When I, when I, when I come into Christ, that's an immediate, immediate thing. And then, then you've got the sanctification for the God through His Holy Spirit is working on my heart, working on your heart. 
This idea of sanctification, this, this is a, a process that, that, that goes until we go up. Amen. If anybody says they're sanctified and they're, and they're a finished product, you step away from them. You get as far away from them as you can. Amen. God, through His Holy Spirit, is continuing to work in you. I know you, you, you want us to believe that, that with your church hand on and your nice shoes and look, you look awfully pretty and nothing wrong. <laughs> but you want us to believe that you've got everything in order. And I, with all this, it's a nice robe. I like it. But when the truth be told, that you sit with me long enough. No, that something's not right. <laughs> if I sit with you long enough, I know that something. I know you got a position. I know you're this and that in the church and you're you reverend and all that, but, but you've got a nature. I've got a nature. I sit long enough. You sit long enough with me. You see that I'm in the midst of that. You're in the midst of that. This, this idea of kindness. We've got, uh, we, we believe as believers that we have a license to do whatever we want. Mm. Paul, Paul, but Paul has already figured out, he, he knows human nature, he's already figured out some of the questions that people would ask. We ask it now. If indeed that the justification is by faith and faith alone for me and I don't have to work my way and I can't work my way into heaven. It is grace, it is my belief in Jesus Christ that gets me in. And when I'm in, it's a done deal. Then what is the benefit of me even trying to do right? Paul already anticipated. He anticipated knowing our nature. Some would ask, do I just keep sinning? And grace went back. He starts out with this chapter by saying, sure. Should we not? And when we look at this idea, again, the problem with many of us is that we try to strategize. My Bible tells me that when I'm in Christ, I'm a new creature. My Bible tells me that I'm a new creation. If you wrestle with it in Sunday school, you jump us in Sunday but look, the problem is that we think that, that when we become believers that God has taken our heart in his tweets. No, 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 no. What God has done is given us a new heart. Right. That's how wretched you were. And that's how wretched I am. Right. That he couldn't even work with what he did. <laughs> Come on, man. Paul, Paul takes this and, and he gives us two powerful examples. Our illustrations. He's got one uh, illustration that, that talks about baptism. We've got to see three, three, six, and it comes in together. That's what's true. But he takes this picture of baptism, and, and, and we understand the water immersion. And I'm not here. I understand other faiths and the sprinkling and all that, but you've got to do something with scripture. In scripture, you talk about the immersion. We talked about baptism. And, and you've got the idea of the water and all that, but, but Paul is trying to show you a little bit more to that. He's saying that there's a, a spiritual baptism that I want you to Yes. We talk about baptism as a picture of, of the believer in 
R.C. Sproul, I believe, is, is, is one of the theologians out there. He did a, he used this. This is not mine. This is a powerful illustration to use. He says, of course, you know, we're, we've got this new person, this new spirit, but we understand that this, this body is not And we understand that this body, uh, the nature of it, is now set this body up where sin can get a foothold in it. And so, although that I'm, I'm a new creature and a new creation, I'm encompassed in this dead body. R.C. Sproul said it like this. He, he said it's almost like the person, uh, the new person, uh, is, is handcuffed to a dead place. And I, you too, drag that dead corpse along. And many of us, we've taken a look at that dead corpse and we continue to feed. It's dangerous when you feed something dead. Because I'm a believer, I have a new spirit. And God calls me to feed that new spirit. Illustration to end with. Look, what becomes powerful in your life is what you feed. All right. <laughs> you feed that dead corpse, that corpse will drag you down. All right. You feed the spirit man in you, that will build you up. Powerful topic. 
and do not present your members. That's the same idea in Romans 12 and 1. It says, I present myself. I have an opportunity every day to present myself to God and line my members or line my person up with the righteousness of God. Look, sin has to come through your will. That, that's, the, that's the first part. Look at 13 and 13. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. There is an intentionality in me. I have an opportunity to decide if I'm going to present myself to God as unrighteous. Or present, my God, present myself to God as righteous. Or present myself to Satan as unrighteous. That's intentional. Stop saying that Satan made me do If you're a child of God, you can't use that excuse. Right. You're not a child of God. You don't even talk. <laughs> but if you're a child of God, you don't have the opportunity to say the same. Make me do Because what's in you and what's in me is greater than all that we just in the world. When I'm in Christ, I have that Holy Spirit in me. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is the same Spirit that resides in me. I have the wheel. I have the opportunity to say yes or no. Stop saying that you can't you can't help them, you can't control them. No, truth of the matter is you just you need to be honest about this. Right. I just I just enjoy it. I, I enjoy it I enjoy the I I enjoy cheating. I, I just enjoy I enjoy lying to everybody. I, I just enjoy the drink. I enjoy the alcohol. I enjoy the, I just enjoy it. We have an opportunity to be obedient. And he's called us to be obedient. And when you look at this right here, he's given us the power. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But Jesus also died on the cross unto our sins. Yeah. So, so what am I saying? I, I'm saying that Jesus, Jesus not only deals with your sins, Jesus dealt with the power of sin. So if I'm in Christ now, sin doesn't have the power Wish you could see it like you should. 
But when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of these things is death. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting. We are, we are free from the power of sin because of grace. We believe this is the old nature, the rest of the old nature. We got that dead culture here. That old nature believes that there's an obedience if you feel our freedom uh, when we don't live in righteousness. The prodigal son believed that his freedom was getting away from his father. He said, Go ahead and give me, give me my inheritance now. That's bad enough right there. He said, give, give me the inheritance right now. He takes the inheritance and goes off to a farm. He didn't look at the free. He's saying, it's, 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 what I've got to deal with in my father's house is too much. And, and, and so I need freedom out away from my but what he learned quickly is that unrighteous living is a harsh nasty. What we've learned throughout our entire lives is that seeing is a harsh nasty. But how many of us? have got so far deep in the sea. But how many of us are so far deep in the sea right now? We can't say that. It tells me that the prodigal son got to the point that he was even good. He goes from his lofty status, takes his inheritance, places it, now we see him. The problem with many of us is we thought and we think that we can control sin. We think that we've got within us to, to, to keep sin at a bay. I'll just put a little bit, but I'll just dabble with it a little bit on Friday. By the time Sunday rolls around, they won't stop. And before we know it, sin has pulled us in. Nothing like addiction. Man. There's nothing like the pornography, drugs, whatever. There's nothing like addiction. And before you know it, it's controlled you. Anger. Don't think it's just other people. Before you know it, you can't stop it. Mm -hmm. See, it does. It lunges deeper and deeper. Master. The scripture reminds us you want to have a master. And it's saying that you can't have two masters. You can only have one master. It says, well, you'll, you'll, you'll hate the other master and serve the other. This, this, this body that is yielded is one that walks. 
in the freedom of Christ. I'm in Christ. And sin no longer has dominion over me. It doesn't reign. That's in chapter 5. We talked about reign a bit. Two weeks ago, we had this, this, this idea of reigning over me. See, and now that I'm in Christ, the Christ, Christ showed himself all powerful to see, and that was his last hand. That's good teaching right there. Because I'm in Christ and I identify in Christ, see and now and no dominion. And then the last one, the last one is moving on my hand. I've got this, this freedom. I've got this will not to see. That's when I that's when I yield or present my body as a living sacrifice. And then I have one that has hearts. One that has hearts. Look at 22 again, because I want you to look at the beginning of that. It says, You have your fruit to holiness in the end and the last of life. Away from Christ, we are fruitless. Well, let's go back. Let's go back to where we're at. So just think, don't go back, just think about it. The, the, the past seeds, what it yielded in your life. I mean, it was fun. What was those 15 minutes? Let's, let's be honest. Those 20 minutes, that year, that was a fun year. But I look back on it and
it's a mess out there. See, what we've done is we've sought in vain. See, we, we, we've got these red uh, fingernails, knife horns, and these smiles every once in a while. We're thinking of some of us, anyway, thinking, maybe I can't even handle me all right. But when I read my scripture, there's such torment in me. I can't imagine that for eternity. I know this is a rough, I hope you come back. I know I the sermon can be rough. I'm seeing I don't want to take a chance and be separated from God. So, so at 20 minutes of fun on, on what I can do and maybe none of y'all find out. Amen. Not only is it not burdened, there's a new nature in me. There's a new nature in me now that's focused on God and living in His righteousness. Oh. It's not just about me getting caught and my wife being mad at me or somebody else being mad at me or our church being coming about. <laughs> I hate it to the point because I know what it's done to me. And so now I, I can't afford to live in this new. In fact, scripturally, I don't know if there is a yeah. We can argue that. I, it, it, it lined up well with my life. <laughs> but with this kind of, and this sort of, this me with one foot in and, and then one foot out, Jesus himself said in part, the scripture says, one day, there will be some of us who thought we had all of this stuff to do. We're going to be birds apart from you. That's a scary thought. That's a scary thought that I can come up here and preach. God, hallelujah, and shake my hand and all that. And when it comes down to me, that's not a guarantee of anything. It still has to be a change. And there had to be a change. Yes. But we are saved by faith, and we are to live by faith. Moment by moment, we walk. We cannot live for God by ourselves, and we must rely on the Holy Spirit that resides in us to be us. There is a constant dependence we must have as we live for Christ. I, I heard this. I heard this story. They, they tell me Billy Graham the one that first told us. They say, um, Reverend, they say, the gentleman who used to have dogs in the competition. And, and he would bring two two dogs to the competition. And they said he would always wager on one of the dogs. He put a bet on one of the dogs. And they said every dog he bet on, whatever dog he is, he put money on it, 
Bíblia diz ali. Thank you. 
We're not guaranteed. We're not guaranteed that we're going to cross over just for this nation. I know you're in good health and you might get a good report from the doctor. But what I know is that the obituary doesn't have a stand. They print the names of young folks. They print the names of white folks, black folks. There is no category. So why you still got this opportunity? I think it's Six and twenty-three. For the wages of sin 